Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Welcome to Israel and You. And today we're going to talk about a very important issue. I just returned from a trip where I was speaking at an evangelical law school. And then I had dinner with a friend of mine who's a professor at a historical black college and university. These are known as HBCUs, and they're across uh, our country. And I taught a class for this professor a couple months ago. And so I was in the area and, and we had dinner and we were talking about the Hebrew black Israelite movement. It's a very radical anti-Semitic movement. And he told me that a family in his church, a long-standing family, this is an African-American congregation. Uh, I mean, these are Bible-believing evangelical Christians. And uh, he said, we just lost this family. They joined the Hebrew black Israelite movement. And so there is a growing anti-Semitism today within the African-American community that needs to be addressed. And at issue, there's a lot of issues, but uh, of course the Nation of Islam, uh, Louis Farrakhan, the Black Lives Matter movement that has partnered with the Free Palestine movement calling for uh, Israel to be pushed into the sea. And there's a book that came out uh, several years ago, and it's entitled Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. And uh, it was published in 2015. And on the, the back cover of this book, actually this is from Amazon, and Amazon continues to sell this book. Barnes & Noble has dropped it because it's greatly anti-Semitic. And so, you know, what do black Hebrews believe? What, what is this book all about? And, and here's from the Amazon website, it gives a um, detail of what is in the book. And here's what it says. The greatest identity theft of all mankind has happened without the world even knowing it. We all know who the Jews today in the world are. They came to Israel in 1948 from Europe almost 2,000 years after the destruction of the Second Temple in Jerusalem. But who are they? The Bible says the children of Israel would endure curses forever for not keeping His commandments. This is in the Torah, first five books of the Old Testament. The New Testament talks about a physical Israel and a spiritual Israel. What's the difference? We know the Chaldeans claim heritage from the ancient Chaldeans in the land of Ur that Abraham lived amongst. We know the Greeks claim heritage from the Grecians of old, like Alexander the Great. We know Arabs today claim heritage from Abraham's son, Ishmael. What has baffled mankind is the whereabouts of the biblical Hebrew Israelites, aka the children of Israel. In our Bible, God laid out clues as to who they were, then and today, but for centuries we have ignored the clues. 
Satan has cleverly used mankind to sweep under the rug the true identity of the biblical Hebrew Israelites so that we cannot discover where their descendants are at. In Israel and all throughout the world, it is known fact that modern Jewry only claims to be from the tribe of Judah. Benjamin and Levi, no one talks about why these tribes are supposedly found while the other tribes are mysteriously lost. Well, in Hebrews to Negroes 2, Wake Up Black America, Volume 1, the answer to this question is finally going to be revealed. The Bible makes certain things clear that cannot be refuted. The curses of Israel were divine punishments for the children of Israel for disobeying God's commandments all throughout their history in the Bible, even until the last book of the Old Testament. Malachi, Deuteronomy 28, 16-68. These curses were going to be only for the Israelites and their children forever. The children of Israel did, in fact, disobey God's commandments and acknowledged that they had received the curses. God promised to one day regather the descendants of the children of Israel to their land to enjoy peace, rest, and quiet, and no fear. Uh, then uh, the author quotes uh, several scriptures to prove his point. This has not been the case in Israel since the state of Israel was born in 1948. After the fall of the Second Temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD, the remaining Israelites would be scattered by way of captivity into all the nations, and the Gentiles would possess Jerusalem until the second coming of Christ. It is time for black America and the world to know the truth. And so what does this author... Uh, what does he proclaim to be the truth? And the author of this book is Ronald Dalton Jr. And he proclaims to be, to, uh, to be the truth that uh, the true Israelites are, uh, are African Americans. And what's interesting is the audiobook sales, and this is according to Forbes magazine, the audiobook sales are through the roof for the work characterized by the Anti-Defamation League as amplifying long-standing anti-Semitic tropes about Jewish power, control, and greed. With Hebrews and Negroes, Wake Up Black America uh, is coming in number nine on Apple Books and 13th on Audible's respective top audiobook lists. And you remember about a year ago, um, the NBA basketball player, Kyra Irving, he tweeted out that he supported the black Israelite Hebrew movement, and he supported the ideology found within this book, Hebrews to Negroes, and he was suspended uh, from uh, his team for, I think, eight games. But after he tweeted out that positive review of Hebrews to Negroes, uh, that book uh, grew by, it sold by 800% uh, the following week. So he did a great service for the promotion of that book. And so what we're seeing today is a huge exponential growth of anti-Semitism within black America. And it's something that we have to address. It's the Jewish community needs to address it. The Christian community needs to address this because many, many African-American churches are embracing this ideology, which uh, it, it finds its root, and of course, it's, it's not good theology, but it, it's finding its root in, in the scriptures and using the scriptures to promote something very hateful and anti-Semitic against Jews. So after Kyra Irving 
uh, returned to the courts. And this article is in City Journal, January 5th, 2023. A few weeks ago, Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyra Irving returned to the basketball court after his eight-game suspension for promoting the anti-Semitic film Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black American. What happened was the book uh, was made into a film. So, and initially refusing to denounce anti-Semitism. Before his NBA reinstatement, Irving gave a 21-minute interview, and basically in the interview he says, listen, I, I didn't say anything anti-Semitic. I don't hate anyone in any race. But this article points out, in fact, Irving has neither apologized for any unintended incitement nor even acknowledged the phenomenon of growing animosity and violence towards Jews, especially among American blacks. If he had actually wanted to diffuse the hold of these ideologies on some of his fans, he might have tried saying something like this. There is no truth in the claims in Hebrews to Negroes that there was no Holocaust or that today's Jews usurp Judaism from blacks and should be punished for it. In fact, roughly six million Jews were murdered for being Jews during World War II. There is no historical support for a religious usurpation, and it is never okay to harass or attack Jews. If your religion tells you that they deserve it, then your religion is despicable. And what this article is saying is that's what Kyra should have said. And he also may have added, according to this article, Jews make up 2% of the U.S. population, but routinely suffer 60% of religious-based hate crimes. Here in New York City, nearly half of all hate crimes victims are Jewish. In a city, only around 7% Jewish. And in cases where the attacker's race is known, 42% of attackers are black. Brooklyn has experienced 186 hate crimes so far this year, at least 74 of these against Jews. This is shameful, and anyone who commits crimes against Jews needs to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. So the article is saying that Kyra Irving should have made a statement like that. And if anything, the article continues, Irving's peace and love non-apology served as a dog whistle to those whose ideologies he refrained from condemning. On his reinstatement day, scores of black Hebrew Israelites outfitted in the uniform of the group Israel United in Christ amassed in military formation in Grand Army Plaza shouting, hey Jacob, it's time to wake up. And, and keep in mind that this group, uh, the Black uh, Hebrew Israelite movement, uh, they're very militant. That's why they dress in military uh, clothing. Hey Jacob, it's time to wake up. We have good news. We are the real Jews. Still shouting, they, the army marched to the nearby Barclay Center, where Irving was finally back on court to distribute flyers uh, promoting the same brand of libel against Jews that Irving could have explicitly countered, but he didn't. Nothing that Irving has said or done since has stopped Hebrews to Negroes from becoming the best-selling book in multiple Amazon categories or delegitimized its hateful message. So that's what we're up against today. And we need to deal with the issue. We, we can't just hide and say, well, this is not happening. Um, we, we must, as uh, people of good faith, those that are, of us that are concerned about Jewish existence, we need to deal with these issues. 
uh, Jews, we Jews cannot risk indifference to black pain because there are malevolent voices shouting about the myth of the hierarchy of suffering that blacks have suffered more than others. One of the underlying messages in the uh, proclamation of this narrative is that Jews are culprits of black pain. And the violent anti-Semitism of the nation of Islam, the radical black Hebrew Islamite movement, which is known as BHI, and other black extremist hate groups are finding sanctuary in the black community. The black Hebrew Israelite teach that they are the true Israelites and the descendants of the original 12 tribes of Israel. Based on their extreme ideology of race, they are the world's superior and chosen people, and Jews are nothing more than deceptive imposters who created the slave trade to eviscerate the black Hebrew Israelites by stealing their identity. So amazingly, this heresy uh, is believed by many Christians today that are embracing this new false heresy. And the perpetrators of the December 10th, 2019 attack on a kosher market in Jersey City, New Jersey, David Anderson and Francine Graham were disciples of the Black Hebrew Israelites movement and links to BHI anti-Semitic propaganda were posted on their website before the attack and included hateful content. One contributor stated, are the so-called Negroes in America Africans? No, they are the real Hebrew Israelites, Jews. Another proclaimed, Jewish people are imposters. And then you think about the anti-Semitism that's growing within the Nation of Islam movement under Louis Farrakhan, and he's no stranger to anti-Semitic hate speech. In his Savior Day conference that took place on February 24th through 26th, 2023, he seemed to call for another Holocaust when he stated, a Jewish man said to me, you know, we say never again, never again will we be in the oven, never again. I said, hold on, and this is Louis Farrakhan responding to a Jewish man. If you, you can say that to me, but you can't say that to God, because the Bible says, behold, the day comes that shall burn in a what? In an oven. And those who do wickedly, he will slay them and leave them neither root nor branch. This occasion was not the first time Farrakhan engaged in anti-Semitic speech. Three years earlier, in his Criterion speech on July 4th, 2020, he announced, those of you that say that you are Jews, I will not even give you the honor of calling you a Jew. You're not a Jew. You're so-called. You're Satan. And it's my job now to pull the cover off of Satan. Furthermore, just one year before that, in 2019 Savior Speech Day, Farrakhan said, pedophilia and sexual perversion institutionalized in Hollywood and the entertainment industries can be traced to Talmudic principles and Jewish influence. Other leaders in the Nation of Islam movement, they've echoed these anti-Semitic remarks like Farrakhan in a 2000 sermon entitled, Countering the Conspiracy to Destroy the Black Family. Nation of Islam minister Nuri Muhammad stated, these same Jews that are attacking the minister Farrakhan are the blood relatives of the slave traders. So this is an issue that it's being taught in the black community that uh, the Jewish people were behind the slave industry. And we can't be so naive as to think if we turn the other way 
and settle for indifference to the enduring suffering of the other, in this case, black Americans, that somehow the wound will heal on its own without the empathy and the compassion of those of us who can identify with agony. And if not, someone, an extremist group like the black Hebrew Israelite movement uh, or Nation of Islam, a hate-filled anti-Semitic manipulating black history and black suffering will capitalize on this moment and uh, fill that wound with hate. And those malevolent voices have already uh, begun to proclaim their hate uh, in the Jewish community. And so uh, anti-Semitism, and we can see this, and I'm speaking to you uh, today in the first part of February 2024, and we're seeing uh, a great rise, exponential rise, of anti-Semitism in the black community. Like my friend that I had dinner with last week, a professor from Historical Black College and University, who told me that families within his congregation are leaving a Bible-believing church to join the black Hebrew movement. They bought in to the lie. And so there are many voices of reason within the black community, those who do not appreciate the militancy that these groups hold against Zionism and Jews. And walking away from our black brothers and sisters and assuming a total separation is inevitable would be a grave error. We must find common ground. Perhaps we do this through story. If ever there were two people groups who shared parallel orbits, it would be blacks and Jews. So I want to tell you a little story about trains, ships, and inventories. And I want to talk about the idea that the parallel orbits of blacks and Jews need to merge. And we need to come together and dialogue over these issues because there are many uh, great voices within the African-American community that are speaking out against the lies of Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam and the Black Hebrew movement, um, as, as well as Black Lives Matter. And they have a solidarity with Free Palestine Movement, a partnership so tightly knit that Black Lives Matter excused the Hamas atrocities of October 7th by stating, when a people have been subject to decades of apartheid and unimaginable violence, their resistance must not be condemned but understood as a desperate act of self-defense. And so this is a very alarming statement. Black Lives Matter excused Hamas's uh, attack against innocent Israeli civilians on October 7th as an act of self-defense. And so our stories, the, the Jewish story, the African-American story, uh, they're so similar. Uh, Jews spent 400 years as slaves in Egypt. Blacks spent 400 years as slaves in the European colonies and the Caribbean and the Americas. Prior to being transported across the Atlantic, captive black Africans were forcibly baptized into Christianity. Jews have a long history of enduring the same plight. Beginning in the early 1500s, an estimated 11,328,000 Jews I'm sorry, 11,328,000 black Africans were transported by ship across the Atlantic in what was known as the Middle Passage in the slave industry. Slave ships 
refitted their hulls to carry more slaves, usually about 300. The lower decks had an average height of 30 inches. Men were chained together with iron shackles around their ankles and forced into the dark claustrophobic decks that had little ventilation, no bedding or room to raise their heads. Coffins had more space. Dysentery spread quickly. Communal bowls were used for meals and everyone ate with their hands. So when one became sick, so did those nearby. The death rate during the Middle Passage was high. Some died of suffocation, others of dysentery, smallpox, and fever. Some even took their lives in despair. And because the ship captains kept good records, each slave was insured in case they died in transport. We know that of the men, women, and children who were taken from their homeland, separated from their families, and chained together in the depths of filthy ships filled with vomit and human feces, 1.8 million died in the Middle Passage, crossing the Atlantic, and afterwards their bodies were cast into the sea. Crews of the slave ships reported that from Africa to the European colonies in the Caribbean and in the Americas, the slave ships were followed by schools of sharks because they supplied a constant source of food. During the Holocaust, Jews were rounded up in every fissure and crack of Europe and pressed by strong Aryan backs into the cattle cars for the journey to the crematorium or forced labor in the camps. As did the slave traders, the Nazis kept copious inventories of their Jewish prisoners as well. During the train transport, Jews were given no food or water, and each rail car had only a single crude bucket to be used as a latrine. A cattle car could hold about 50 people, but the Nazis crammed in 150. On average, a train transport took about four days, and because of the extreme elements inside, either unbearable heat during the summer or freezing temperatures in winter, many Jews died en route or suffocation or exposure to the elements. One train traveled for 18 days, and when it arrived at the camp, all the Jews inside were dead. Once arriving at their destinations, blacks by ships and Jews by trains, the passengers were constrained into labor. Black Africans uh, labored in plantations and Jews in labor camps. And during the slave trade, black Africans were branded with a hot iron on their upper right shoulder to signify whose property they were. Jews, uh, who were not sent to the crematoriums but into forced labor, were branded with a number. In both cases, the branding of blacks and Jews dehumanized the victim. Mafa is a Swahili word used for the years in which European slave traders plundered the tribal groups of Africa, and it means great catastrophe. Shoah is a Hebrew word used for the years in which the Nazis murdered six million Jews, and it also means the Great Catastrophe. August 1st, 1834 was the day of liberation from bondage for the slaves on the island of Antigua. A prayer vigil was planned on the eve of their freedom, and at 11 p.m. across the island, 33,000 African men, women, and children gathered to wait for the next day's dawn. After hundreds of years of their people being cast into the depths of the sea in the Middle Passage, their day of deliverance had come. 
After midnight, 33,000 slaves with candles in their hands climbed the mountains of Antigua. The younger men and women climbed up trees and rocky peaks and leaned forward, searching into the darkness for the first glimpse of light. Having been deeply influenced and inspired by the idea of liberty from the Jewish scriptures, 33,000 people prayed Psalm 130 from the Jewish Bible through the watches of that long night, lifting both the lament and the petition from the passage of Scripture, crying out to the God of Israel. And so we know from history that the African people, as they were in slavery, um, they began to read the Scriptures, and the exodus of the Jews out of Egypt was a liberating uh, truth to them. And they, they cried out to God, and they sang songs. Uh, the Negro spirituals written during the years of bondage drew this, their strength from the biblical story of the Jewish exodus out of Egypt. One of these songs, Go Down Moses, is often sung at Jewish Seder tables by Jewish families during the celebration of Passover. Here's what the song says. Go down, Moses, way down in Egypt land. Tell old Pharaoh to let my people go. Oh, when Israel was in Egypt land, let my people go. Oppressed so hard they could not stand, let my people go. Another Negro spiritual that drew strength from the Jewish exodus from Egypt is, I'll meet you in the morning. I'll meet you in the morning. I'm bound for the promised land. On the other side of the Jordan, bound from the promised land. When the death camps Buchenwald and Dachau were liberated, black soldiers from the 183rd Engineer Combat Battalion in the 8th Corps of the U.S. 3rd Army were sent in to help facilitate the freedom of the Jewish prisoners. The Jews called these soldiers their black angels. Poet Sonia Weitz wrote, A black GI stood by the door. I never saw a black before. He'll set me free before I die. I thought he must be the Mashiach or Messiah. During the Civil Rights Movement, there were Jewish angels like Andrew Goodman and Michael Schwerner who were murdered by the KKK in Philadelphia, Mississippi because of their attempt to liberate blacks from oppression. They were buried by the Klan in an earthen grave along with their friend, a black civil rights activist named James Cheney. Those three young men found solidarity in life and in death. Blacks and Jews share a similar journey of suffering, and we have more in common than we realize. Maybe it's time that we find common ground. Listening to one another's parallel stories, our songs and poems, is a good place to start. So this is a very important issue for all of us that are listening today. And the, the heresy within the black Hebrew Israelite movement needs to be addressed by black pastors, uh, needs to be addressed by white pastors. And there needs to be a reconciliation that our orbits that have kind of spun uh, in, in different directions for years now, those orbits of the black Jewish community need to merge. And there needs to be uh, a reconciliation between our two people and there needs to be open dialogue so that we can talk about these very uh, important issues uh, as God-fearing people. 
So these are the issues that we're talking today about Israel and you. And uh, we'll see you next time on Israel and you. God bless.